Thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us today on this episode of the Transformed Podcast. Uh, it's hard to believe we're already three weeks into the year of 2021. Um, that means we're three weeks into Scattered Abroad, three weeks into the Transformed Podcast, three weeks into all of our podcasts that we have over this platform. Um, and, and what a blessing it is to be able to work uh, inside of this umbrella uh, of podcasts and this network. Um, I'm just so thankful. I count my blessings every day. And this is definitely one of those things that falls into that category. I'm grateful uh, for this platform that we have. Um, and I think we're all excited to kind of be into a new year. Uh, I think a lot of us, probably all of us, are excited to see that 2020 is behind us. Although I think we can say that 2020 certainly was a crazy year. Not that it was a bad year, just a crazy year. Um, certainly good things came out of 2020. Um, certainly things and lessons that we can learn from looking back um, at this past year. So many lessons for us to learn. Um, but I think we are excited to know that 2020 is behind us. Hopefully 2021 will not be as crazy um, as uh, as this past year was. But nonetheless, we are certainly excited uh, to just be able to live um, in this on this earth that God has created for us. And what a blessing it is to be here with you today. Uh, all of us at Scattered Abroad are so blessed and so thankful. We're so humbled uh, to be able to use this platform uh, for the glory of God. Obviously, that's why we do what we do. is not for ourselves, but simply to give God the glory and hopefully um, help point other souls to Him and to His Son, Jesus Christ. We hope that it is beneficial to you. We hope that it helps you grow. Um, we hope that maybe it sparks some questions in your mind. Maybe, maybe you are hearing a lot of things that you've never heard before. Uh, maybe you're a Christian and you, you, um, there are some things that we're talking about that you've never heard. Maybe you're not a Christian and you've never heard of any of these things at all. Um, please, please, please reach out to us um, with any questions that you might have. Any, uh, if any doubt or anything like that pops up in your mind, please let us know. Don't leave these podcasts with any questions or any doubt in your mind. Um, and you can find ways to contact us in our show notes below. Um, so please be re referencing that as you look for ways to contact us. But don't hesitate. We'll be more than happy more than willing um, to talk with you and try to answer any questions uh, that you might have. Um, just as a reminder, please do leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and that certainly would be helpful and beneficial to us. I do hope that you have been enjoying this new season of the Transformed Podcast and how we've been talking about this idea of transforming out of transforming out of. Now, again, this series of lessons, it's not to get us down and discouraged by all of these negative things that we're talking about, but rather it's to, to help encourage us to see where we've come from. We can look back and we can look at the way that we used to live and how we've transformed and evolved and grown into something greater and something better um, than we ever were and than we could ever even imagine. You know, so many people try to live a life that is um, that is that is self-sufficient, a life that brings them all the all the glory and all all of the the pleasure in this life. But you see, it's so empty when you don't live for God and when you don't abide by His Word. And so that's what we strive to do here um, at the Scattered Abroad Network and among every single one of these podcasts is try to show that there's a better way to of life than living just like the world and living the way that the devil would have us to live. And that is living according to the Bible, according to God's Word. 
and how he would have us to live. And so that is what we strive to do. And hopefully this this theme over this first season, over these first 21 episodes, um, will show us that we have grown out of a, a way that we used to live into something far better and far greater, something that gives us hope uh, as we look towards heaven above. Now, if you've been with us, you know... <clears throat> that we've talked about transforming ourselves out of number one, lying, and number two, out of selfishness, things that many people still struggle with today. Um, But today we're going to talk about this idea of laziness. Now, you might be thinking laziness, Caleb, this really isn't that big of a deal. Why is it being brought up? Why are you dedicating an entire episode to laziness? Well, let me ask you this question. Is laziness a bad thing? Is it bad to be lazy? Is it bad to um, maybe want to take breaks or take vacations or different things like that? Are they even the same thing at all? Well, we'll talk about that here in just a few moments. But think about this. Our our world, it gets so busy and so so wrapped up with the hustle and bustle of life. Our world, our society, our culture um, is always pushing this, this go, go, go type of life and mentality um, and it, obviously, it's not bad to be busy. So many of us are busy, and I think, uh, I, I know I speak for myself, but I think many people as well would rather be busy with life and have many things to do rather than not have anything to do at all and just sit around uh, sit around at the house and, you know, watch TV all day. Um, uh, but with all of that being said, breaks are needed, aren't they? We can get so overwhelmed in life. We can get so consumed with the things in life to where we just just need a break. We need to take time off um, because we can get so overwhelmed with things. Now, is taking a break, is taking that vacation or that time off, is that being lazy? Is that what laziness is? Well, of course not. You and I know that breaks are needed. Um, you can even go back all the way to the Old Testament. You think about how God put in place in one of his Ten Commandments was the Sabbath day, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 8. And then you even look at the pattern uh, of that God laid out for us in the days of creation. Um, you, you know, it's kind of a trick question, but you ask people, um, how long did it take God to create create the earth, create the world? And they say, um, if they're supposed to say six days, sometimes they say seven. But what did God really do on that seventh day? Genesis 2, 2, and 3, he rested on day 7. Now, it wasn't that he needed to rest, was it? God could have instantly, you know, snapped his fingers, and the, and the world um, would, have been cre- would have been created. He didn't even need to snap his fingers. He could have just thought it, and it would have happened. Um, but that, the idea that he, was, that he rested was, is, that, is that pattern for us. You see, there's a big difference in being lazy and in needing a break um, from, from things in life. Let me ask you this. Have you ever spent time around a lazy person? It's no fun, is it? No one likes being around someone who is slothful, someone who is lethargic, someone who puts who puts forth no work ethic, someone who who does not want to do anything in life, someone who wants um, things to be done for them. No one wants to work with someone who is always pushing things off on them. Think about a coworker. You don't want someone who is supposed to do a job and then doesn't do it and puts it off on other people and then ultimately gets everyone else in trouble. Think about a teammate. No one wants a teammate who is going to come onto the field or come onto the court after not having put in the work off the court. Nobody wants to play with them. Nobody wants to give them the ball. Nobody wants to help them out because they aren't putting forth that effort. Think about someone um, who is maybe working on a project with you for school. And I'm sure that this happens, but there are um, oftentimes, you know, one or two or maybe three people who are in a group of several people who do the majority of the work. And there was always that one person who does nothing and yet wants the credit. Someone who doesn't put forth any effort and yet wants the glory of saying, look, we finished this project. Please let me have that glory. I remember in my childhood how often I was lectured and taught on laziness because 
It's so easy for kids to be lazy, for kids to not want to work, for things to be handed to them. Because you think about it, as a young child, that's what happens, isn't it? Children can't really do things for themselves, and so they're given things, they're helped out. But as they get older, if that continues to happen, if the parents make, or rather if the parents just give their children everything that they want without making them work for it, then they're, they're going to grow up with not having any kind of work ethic at all. The reason parents make children do chores is so some kind of work ethic is instilled within them. The kids don't like it then. I didn't like it then, but I'm thankful for it now because I have some kind of work ethic that has been instilled within me because of the chores and different things like that that my parents made me do. Things in life must be worked for, and kids need to learn that from their parents. Look, parents, if you are your kids, uh, this quote-unquote yes man, then they're going to grow up and become lazy. In other words, if all you do is tell your kids, yes, 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 here's what you want, do whatever you want, take this, go wherever you want, they will grow up and become lazy because they don't know what it means to live in the real world. They don't know what it means to have to work for things that they want and things that they need. And then they'll grow up thinking that everything just is supposed to be handed to them. Now, what does the Bible say about laziness? Does the Bible even talk about laziness? Well, it absolutely does. So many passages in Scripture talk about it. And in fact, most of them are in Proverbs. Now, if you don't know anything about the book of, the book of Proverbs, uh, the book of Proverbs is a book that is full of wise and pithy sayings. Basically, small sayings that have so much meaning for us today in this life. Uh, let, let me read you a few of these. Proverbs 13 and verse 4. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. The soul of the lazy man desires, but has nothing. The lazy person, he wants all of these things, but he doesn't have them. Why? Because he's lazy. He won't work for it. He won't go out and do the things that are needed in order for him to be able to get those things that he wants. He desires, but he has nothing. Proverbs 10 and verse 4, He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Proverbs 18 and verse 9, he who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer. Someone who is a destroyer of life, destroyer of things around him. The brother of him is someone who is slothful, someone who is lazy in his work. Proverbs 21 verse 25, the, the desire of the lazy man kills him for his, hand, for his hands refuse to labor. Proverbs 20 and verse 4, the lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Proverbs 12 and verse 24. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Do I need to go on? Passage after passage after passage that show us laziness is wrong. Laziness is a sin. Laziness is something that we cannot have as a, as a Christian. Look, it's not a Christian trait. There are so many characteristics that... That, that Christians ought to have, that ought to immediately set them apart from individuals in the world. The joy that we have, the peace that we can have, the way that we act, the way that we talk, the way that we conduct ourselves around one another, they are things that we do in life that ought to separate us and immediately allow people around us who don't know us look at us and say, ah, I know that the way that they're living means they must be a Christian. Because they're not going out to these parties and doing drugs and drinking. They're not dressing the way that these other people are dressing. They're not saying and talking and laughing at these kinds of jokes and this kind of language that other people in the world normally use. We see laziness is one of those things as well. Laziness is not a Christian trait. Galatians 6 and verse 9, And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. 
Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 10, whatever your hands find to do, do it with your might. 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 10, for even when we were with you, we commanded you this, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. This one was often quoted to me, this last part of this verse, because as a young boy, I loved to eat. As an older boy, I still love to eat. Um, but it's one of those things that my parents would always, especially my mom, she would say, look, look, son, if you're not going to work and do your chores, the Bible says you shall not eat. She was teaching me, if you want to have the things you need in this life, you have to work for it. You have to put forth that effort. You have to give forth that work ethic in order to be where you need to be to survive and get the things you need in this life. Philippians 2 and verse 14, do all things without complaining and disputing. Now, I think this is a big one because so often, I don't know if you remember this as a kid. I remember doing this thing, this though, that sometimes whenever you did go out and do the chores, what would you do? You'd grumble about it. You'd complain about it. You'd say, Mom, Dad, why this? Why do I have to do that? Maybe you even do that now. Hopefully not. But see, the Bible says do all things without complaining and disputing. You put your head down. You do your work. And eventually you'll get re- your reward, whatever it might be. Another, another reason why we don't be lazy is because we're not being the example that we ought to be. Think about this. The people around us, and this kind of goes back to it being a Christian, not a, to it not being a Christian trait. The people who look at us, they see us being lazy. They see us grumbling. They see us complaining about things. They're going to say, that's not a Christian. You're not being the example that you ought to be to those around us. Our life that we live must profess Christ. And we know that he was the opposite of a lazy person. So let me ask you this. And this kind of leads into our, uh, the kind of the main point of this. How do we prevent laziness? How do we prevent it? How, how do we make sure that we are not lazy individuals. Well, number one, let me give you a few reasons why, but number one, we must focus on Christ's work ethic. Was Christ a diligent person? Was our Lord and Savior Jesus, was he someone who worked hard, who was diligent in the things that he needed to do? We know that his goal in this life was to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19 and verse 10 tells us that. But did he do that by just sitting on, sitting on his couch in his house? Or just laying back and allowing other people to do the work for him? Is that, is that what he did? No. Nothing would have gotten done if he sat around and was lazy. Think about this. If Jesus Christ was lazy, you and I would have no hope of heaven. Imagine that. If Jesus Christ was lazy, we would have no hope of heaven. Now, does that mean we should be lazy? Of course not. First Corinthians 11 and verse 1, we're supposed to imitate Paul just as he imitated Christ. Christ was not lazy, therefore neither should we be lazy. Focus on his work ethic. The second one, would you want people around you to be lazy? Would you want to be around people who are lazy? Think about the golden rule. Okay, Matthew chapter 7, um, the Bible there talks about that golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I know so often we use this as a child's um, metaphor, not, not necessarily metaphor, but just a child's rules. And we teach kids, look, if you want people to treat you the right way, you treat them the right way. But so often when we grow up, we seem to lose that golden rule mentality. But it still applies to us today as adults. If you want people to treat you right, you treat them right the same way. And actually, we treat people right no matter what goes on, no matter how they treat us. But would you want people around you to be lazy? No. Nobody wants to be around lazy people. Therefore, you yourself don't be lazy. If you don't want to be around lazy people, then what makes you think people would want to be around you if you're lazy? Next one. Work on it every single day, okay? It's not, being, it's not easy being a Christian. No one ever said it would be. In fact, um, we were often 
we're often told in Scripture that persecution and difficulties and things like that are going to come as Christians. Don't think that, you know, just snap one day, you're going to have this magical work ethic and it's going to automatically come to you and it'll be really easy to be a Christian and really easy to, to always be diligent in everything that you do. No. It's something that we work towards every single day and that reward in the end, heaven, will make everything worth it. Heaven will surely be worth it all because we're putting forth our best foot forward we're striving to do all that we can, and we're working on it every single day. The next one is someone always has it harder than you do. Someone always has it harder than you do. I, I know we go through rough patches. I know we go through difficult times in life. I know that sometimes circumstances happen and situations happen where we just think, how in the world did I get here? Why am I here? Someone always has it worse off than you. There's someone out there who has circumstances and situations that are worse than you. I'm not downplaying your terrible situation. That's not what I'm doing. But I am saying it could always be worse. It could always be worse. Think about the blessings that you have in this life. Paul said, um, he, Paul did not say for everything give thanks, but rather what did he say? He said in everything give thanks. Look at all the things around you and zero in and focus on the good things in life, and you give thanks to God for that. And the last one is this. Remember who it is that we truly serve in this life. Colossians 3 and verse 17, the Bible says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to God the Father through him. Everything we do, we serve the Lord God in this life. If we focus on that, we're not going to be lazy in our service to him. Look, don't be lazy in life, but especially... Don't be lazy in the service of our Lord. Look, as Christians, we have the most important job, and that is to teach others about Jesus Christ. Don't be lazy about the most important thing in life. Don't be lazy about your Christianity. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.